White Sox. White Sox. Go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yeah. It's a perfect game. Run out, go. Grand slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez. He's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know? Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and the show is at Locked On Sox on Twitter, on Instagram. And thank you for making Locked On Sox your first listen every morning. Locked on Socks is free and available on all platforms, including Locked on Socks on YouTube. If you want to leave us a voice message, 312-566-8727 or your emails at LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Without any further ado, it is Chris Tannehill. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, Herbie. How was your weekend? It was real smooth, real easy. It was uh, really nice to just chill out and smoke some and then... enjoy ziggy here just uh kicking it with myself oh that sounds lovely yeah it was you know, much uh, in, in school so she goes away to school and studies on saturdays but sunday we were pretty much all here and ziggy got all dialed up he got his uh his uh hair done Ooh. his hair done and his nails did everything um, did is this your first time taking him to a groomer or no we've done it consistently probably since four months so we had him when he was two months old and we started when he was four months old when he just gets a little ratty like you know yeah. too, i don't want to get too detailed but when his hair gets a little too long and things start sticking so we started <laughs> oh yeah Oof, yeah I, I hear that yeah it was uh it was a, a weekend uh very much uh it was a, it was a me weekend it was a me and the mm. wife weekend and i i got a chance to catch up on some shows listen to some podcasts just you know hung out around the house we Dumped off the uh, the kid over to Grandma and Grandpa's house last night, so wife and I had dinner out in Park Ridge. And, uh, oh, fancy. FBI? <laughs> fancy, huh? That's right. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that. So Friday night, uh, there was a miscommunique. Usually we have Portillo's at the house on Friday, so when I get off work, I Zoom home, and uh, Portillo's is here waiting for me, but... Uh, they decided to do their own thing because they thought I was eating somewhere else or whatever. Anyway, I went to a place out here on the northwest side called Bob O's. It's on Irving Park. Oh. Yeah, it's on Irving Park near Cumberland, and uh, it had been recommended to me out here. And I've been living here in, near Harwood Heights for about three years now, but it's my first time going over there. Uh, I go in there. They say they got great Italian beefs, so that's what I got. Mm. I got a beef with hot and sweet peppers, and I go in there, and I don't know if you saw my tweet, but you look on the wall, and this is how you know you're in a fine dining establishment. There's an autographed picture of Pappy there. That's exactly Uh. right. (laughs) Old school, like old school headshot, the the sunglasses, the cigar. So, yeah, it was Bobo's out there on Irving Park in in Cumberland. Uh, Good stuff right there. But, yeah, we went out to Park Ridge last night and – had a good time. Had a couple of cocktails. I didn't uh, get a migraine after. So overall, it was a win. So just wrap- I could taste that uh, Italian beef you're you're describing right there. If, I, uh, if it's in that area, uh, come on, man. Yeah, you know you're doing it right. So we got a lot of we, we are spoiled out here on the northwest side with uh, Italian beef spots. So I'm getting hungry again. Just 
thinking about it. But yeah, it was a it was a it was a really lovely weekend. I didn't watch an ounce of NFL football today Smart. because uh, I went over and I saw my dad and uh, you know to pick up my daughter and he was watching he was watching Patriots and Browns. And then they switched out of that game because it was so atrocious. And he's like, yeah, do they do that all the time? Because my dad's usually, uh, you know, watch the Bears and, and he'll watch the primetime games. Like, is that a thing they do? I was like, no, Dad, that is not a thing they like to do. They don't like switching out admitting that a game is absolute trash. So, uh, you know, I, I think my life is better for it, not watching a whole lot of NFL. Uh, why would I with the hot stove is out here. It's, 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 it's sizzling here. It's sizzling. Um, so apologies for not getting that show out on Friday. We were supposed to still be on a five days a week schedule, but you know things happen. And uh, I got home. I, I went out to dinner uh, with some friends on Thursday night, and got home on on Thursday and. Uh, they were watching the the Mulan live action movie down here in the basement, so I didn't want to give them the boot out of my podcast studio slash basement. Uh, so you know, and, and to be honest with you, we pretty much squeezed as much juice out of old Rick Hahn as we possibly could, uh, as far uh, lack of a better term there. So you know, we uh, we 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 owe you guys a show, and uh, you know, but you know what, you did a show on the house back in uh, in July, so I think it all evens out, all comes out in a wash. But uh, either way, we're here. We've got five shows this week. We have a ton of things to talk about. We've got rumors. We've got emails. We've got voicemails. Uh, but let's begin uh, after a quick timeout as we're here rambling already, already five minutes into this thing. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll talk about a free agent that the White Sox could be courting, and then we'll get to your emails as well. That's next here on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by DirecTV. Does this sound familiar, folks? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live and another that lets you stream your favorite shows, but you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simpler way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally Get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. I mentioned before the break, Herb, the White mm -hmm. Sox, uh, down at the winter meetings, uh, thank you to everyone who listened to the Scott Boris episode. I think it was us at our absolute worst, and I have no regrets about it whatsoever. <laughs> um, but something that kind of slipped underneath the radar after that show posted late last week was uh, Bruce Levine of Odyssey, 6-7 in the score. He reported uh, when Scott Boris, you know, Boris mentioned that he was talking to the White Sox. When Scott Boris talks to the White Sox here at the GM meetings, it will be about former Sox player Marcus Simeon. Now, that really is a, a move that excites me, Herb. I know he was not high on my free agent target list, mostly because I thought this was going to be a guy that priced himself out of the White Sox price range for the big season he had in 2021. We'll get to that in a second here, but uh, this is a guy that you've talked about. This is a guy that many of our listeners had mentioned, and you know the White Sox could be just leverage here, but uh, your thoughts when you thought of the possibilities of Marcus Simeon coming home again. Awesome. Great. There'd be nothing better than getting Marcus Simeon all set up as a White Sox again. I don't know about you, Tanny. When he left, 
I didn't feel a big loss. No. Him or Chris Bassett. Let's walk you through Marcus Simeon's history as a White Sox for our younger listeners out there who may not remember this time. So Marcus Simeon was actually drafted twice by the White Sox. Like they really wanted this kid. In 2008, they drafted him in the 34th round. Uh, he elected not to sign. And then four years later, excuse me, three years later, he goes back in the draft. The White Sox picked him up in the sixth round. So he jumps from the 34th round to the sixth round in 2011. And then, you know, he, he makes his debut, I believe it was in 2013 with the White Sox. And this was a guy who I remember had a lot of big hits uh, when he was a young player. He had the knack for the late-inning heroics, late-inning home run. Just, a, just He was a guy who I saw, okay, maybe you got something here. But her, but the defense was not good at all at that point at in, in his career. And Butcher. Tim Anderson was still a couple years away, uh, but they had already drafted him that summer. And it was just, you know, I don't know what we're doing here, but as Tim Anderson kind of, you know, uh, climbed through the system and he made his, makes his debut in, in 2016 and, and Marcus Simeon becomes a, a little bit of an expendable asset. So what they do is in 2014, uh, the White Sox end up trading uh, Marcus Simeon along with Chris Bassett, uh, Josh Fegley, and Renhel Ravello uh, to the A's for Jeff Samarja and Michael Enoa. Uh, the captain of attitude, exactly. Of Jeff Samarja, of course, the captain of, of attitude, along with Chris Sale. That move didn't necessarily work out because you lose uh, Simeon, who at the time, like you said, it wasn't a, a move that we we're like, oh man, this was more so of a. Here's some of our best young prospects for one season of Jeff Samarja, and of course Michael Enoa, who was workout buddies with Luis Roberts back in the day, and it was a, a big factor of why the White Sox signed Luis Roberts. So maybe uh, the White Sox win this trade uh, in the big picture, but Bassett becomes a great pitcher. You saw him in the postseason of 2020, and Fegley has a couple of nice seasons there, and he's kind of bounced around ever since. But uh, that was a big trade for the Sox at the time, and kind of the last – uh, one of the last moves the White Sox made and Rick Hahn made and early on in his GM tenure where it was like the old White Sox way of thinking where prospects were suspect, give us some known commodities, and the White Sox, you know, were eventually two years after that were forced to do a rebuild and admit they've been doing things incorrectly the whole time. But Simeon at the, that time, he was not a premier player and no one projected him to be as such. This is a guy mm -hmm. who I think the, the bat showed, the bat played, but the defense simply did not. But, oh boy, since then, uh, since the, the the time of the Oakland trade, Marcus Simeon becomes basically a star with the A's. And then he's granted his free agency at the end of 2020, bets on himself in 2021 on a one-year deal with, with the Blue Jays. And he was really damn good last year. If you're going by baseball reference, he was a 7-3 war player. Uh, by fan graphs, he was a 6-6 war player. He won a gold glove. He hit 265 with only a 334 on base, but he hits 45 bombs for the Blue Jays in 2021, part of a very, very dynamic lineup. So yeah, the Marcus Simeon uh, you know, trajectory has been a fascinating one, but this would be, I guess, the, the third courtship uh, if the White Sox are indeed trying to sign him. And you know, the big question with Simeon is always the glove, but he really tightened things up in his uh, latter years in Oakland, and this seems just like a win-win slam dunk. He's 31 years old. That's the only thing uh, that maybe is a red flag here, but that may be something where may not cost you as much as somebody else that was hitting the market with those type of numbers. So I think this is a, this would be a huge move, and it would be a considerable upgrade pretty much on, on every uh, level here. Yeah, I look forward to um, him and Tim manning second and short for the next four to five years. It'll be an awesome thing to see. 
not only because they're great players, but African-Americans up the middle of the field. So, you know, as me being African-American, I that would be like very, very uh, odd to see, but great to see. It was like, man, we got a team out there. We're out there doing things. And he's a great player. You said last year, 45 bombs for the two round of Blue Jays on a year where he's like, all right, I'm put myself back out there. You guys didn't give me the deals I needed. Here you go. I'm going to go to Toronto and dominate. Be one of the MVP candidates. He is a bona fide star. The guy who left White Sox, the White Sox is not the same. He has improved his defense. He has since moving over to se- he, that was moving over to second base. Now I should mention that he struggled at yeah. short with the defense, but since moving to second, he won a Gold Glove. So he's pretty damn good over there. Yeah, we just won a Gold Glove right this year, yep. and first time All Star this twenty twenty one. So he posts two guys every single game in two thousand nineteen and every single game in two thousand twenty one. Like so, he'll play every single game as a thirty one year old until what, he's thirty five. That's what the deal I'm looking for four year deal for the man. Uh, and market value, 20 million, whatever it needs to be for him to come back home, I'm willing to do because I think the player still is ascending uh, to a heights. You know, and, and I do like that about him is that he can play shortstop and maybe a little bit of third base too. I'm not I'd have to check the, uh, the 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 numbers on that, but he could play shortstop if you need to give Tim a breather. Like you, granted, you would like to see those guys on the lineup at once, but over the course of the season, you shuffle guys in and out. He's got some versatility uh, in the mix too. He's not pretty much just a just bring your uh, your bat to the ballpark and that's it. Like you know, he's a, he's a very good defender, obviously, and you could slide him over at shortstop if you want to give Tim a breather or or you know stuff like that. So. It's a really good fit, and I, the question is, will he be out of the White Sox price range? I guess we'll find that out in due time. We'll find out if maybe the White Sox are just leveraged here in this situation. But in, in terms of uh, what you know, Scott Boris' clients that the White Sox were looking at, this was a surprise to me that it ended up being Marcus Simeon. Now it could be others as well, but mm-hmm. you know, Marcus Simeon being the name, the number one target apparently for Rick Hahn, uh, I'm impressed. Um, you know, I, I saw a lot of people, the, the, the Michael Conforto stuff that we talked about last week is starting to gain some traction with the White Sox fans. So, you know, keep an eye on that as well. But, uh, he being another Boris client, so, uh, no rumors about that yet, but, uh, who knows? Maybe, uh, you know, White Sox will be spending some money here in the off season and Marcus Simeon will be target number one. I, I think that would be considerable upgrade, but I would still have, and go ahead. By the way, third base, the last time we played third base was with the White Sox in 2000. 2000- 14 and um, how hard can it be (laughs) friends tell him why 50 50 games (laughs) he just guess how many errors he had in 50 games 44 games started what year was this this is 2014 and 13 and 14 his his whole third base trajectory as the whites as a white Sox. uh what do you have 16 errors he had 13. Ooh, okay. Uh, 44 hour. games. Yeah, it was, it was not good. So maybe he hadn't played third base uh, recently. But, uh, yeah, man, But regardless, he can still play short for you. So I'd love the move there if they can make it happen. I would still – I always worry, like, that you put all your eggs in the Marcus Simeon basket. And, you know, you still have a lot of needs on this club here, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've got still bullpen that needs some help. You've got right field stills. But who knows? Maybe this is the year they're going to break the bank. I can't believe I'm saying it. So I don't know if I necessarily believe it. but uh, do- And I'm surprised they're doing – I mean, maybe they're just doing field work. But part of it was he might sign before December 1st. Yes, thank you for yeah mentioning that as well. Uh, we mentioned that in last week's show too, erring on the side of aggression 
when you're talking about guys who are you know at, you know 30 plus who may be looking for some stability and may not want to deal with the headaches of wading through the labor strife and what's going to happen you know you think about if we we talked about maybe not having an opening day until may that means you're not going to have spring training until you know march ish late march so these guys want to know where they're going to be, you know. So I, I you know, I, that was totally a thing that I mentioned, and that was one of the rumors that you've seen about Simeon. So uh, very interesting. We'll, we'll follow it here, and uh, we'll, every day hopefully we'll have some more rumors. But that's like the only thing that I've heard the White Sox link to, right? I mean, I haven't been uh, totally 100% plugged in where this isn't like the off season a few years back where it's like you're just searching White Sox Machado on Twitter, refresh, refresh, refresh. <laughs> and then after that, I was like, White Sox Harper, <laughs> refresh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I allowed myself to think about Harper. So, I mean, of course, Machado, but like, I was like, yeah, he came here. He toured the facility. Remember, United Center, they had the sign up. Remember, he loves Jordan. And yeah, and, and subsequently he said, oh, yeah, I was close. My ass. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, man, we'll, we'll take a quick time out. We'll open up that bag when we return next here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. You know, I love Thanksgiving, all the good food and treats and plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert, but isn't so full of calories and sugar. I can hear that this time of year. It's always a problematic time for your guy here with the bad snacks. Well, it's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. For example, one slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end, folks. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar, or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, and high-protein. And as always, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Built is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two. Share some at your family gatherings. It will make things a bit less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Built Bar yet. I know I've turned some of my family members on a Built Bar, and you can do the same. And new surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often and sign up for those text alerts like i did there's nothing like a built bar black friday so mark your calendar folks black friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises go to built.com use our promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your order use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com should we open the bag let's do it a lot of emails we're going to try to get to some there's another email i love email oh we love your emails too Especially during the offseason, your emails are vital. They're a super important part of the show here in the offseason. It gets us a chance to get to know you guys a little bit. You get to know us a little bit. We get to goof around. We get to dream. We get to have some fun. If you're a Locked on White Sox podcast listener, Herb, how can you get your email and or voicemail read and or heard on the show? LockedOnSox at gmail.com for your emails or 312-566-8727. For your voice messages. As usual, we've got some more crackpot trade scenarios, and we got someone coming after your ass on the voicemail. So I'm looking forward to that uh, very much here. All right, uh, let's get into it here. 
first email coming up here. Uh, this is from uh, Adam Garcia. Hey guys, hope all is well. Wanted to see what you guys would think about a possible trade for Whit Merrifield as well as a trade for Blake Snell and what do you guys think it would take to get them. Uh, and also Adam has another point here, which I believe he chimed in with uh, later in the week. We'll get to that in a second here. But what do you think about that, Herb? Whit, I believe we talked about Whit Merrifield and uh, Blake Snell. If it was a couple years ago, of course, Whit Merrifield would fit perfectly in the White Sox outfield or at second base, even though he's not a awesome right fielder. He plays right field at a, uh, I think, at a replaceable level, or if not a little bit lower. Um, but I don't think his bat does the same anymore. He isn't the hitter that he used to be in the middle of his career when he was like in his prime. Whit, I think, is going to be 33 next year. Or if he isn't already 33, yeah, he's going to be 33 years old. The Royals are never leaving, giving him up. They've had multiple opportunities. I'm sure people like the Cubs have been knocking at their doors for years on end. And he just is a Royal for life, kind of like Holes is a White Sox for yeah. life. He had a down year the, last year, a down year oh, for, yeah. for Witt, you know, 277 with an OBP of 317. He still led so. the league in stolens, though. Great. That's his. That's his value. I would not want him. As far with, as with his, with his oven mitt out there getting getting thrown out, getting picked Blake off Snell, the base. Back. I don't just like Wit. I don't think the Padres are going to trade Blake Snell because they're building something. You don't go and get one of the best managers in the game and Bob Melvin for not competing. And we said that stuff about the White Sox last year. <laughs> um, but you don't do that without like continuation moves. And the Padres have shown you continuation moves where they get a good player, Hosmer, and then the next year they go and get Machado and then they bring up the kid to play uh, Fernando Zatis where they could have held him down for a couple of days. So they usually want to uh, err on the side of aggression than uh, caution. Uh, that's what A.J. Preller does. So unless you're giving up something that they can use this year for Blake Snell, which I don't know why we would do that, Blake had an off year at the end of the year. He started being Blake Snell a little bit more, but it was a little too late. So I would not want him. Um, Tanny, I don't know how you feel about these two players. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to trade him within the division. And I, obviously, I don't, I don't think you'd have to give up a ton to, to get him. I'm talking about Merrifield. You know, I, don't, I just don't see that as a thing that's going to happen. I think if he would have been traded, that you'd think an organization as smart as the Royals, they would have traded him when he had his highest value. Uh, yep. But that, that ship has seemed to have sailed. As far as Blake Snell, yeah, I don't know why you would deal from, uh, you know, when you have a strong starting staff like that. I don't see them making a move that way. So, you know, yeah, sure. If, you, if you're asking me if I'd like to have those two guys on my team, I say yeah, uh, you know, depending on the price. But, even, but you know, I wouldn't even be such a, a hard, fast yes on, on Whit Merrifield after that down you know? year he had. So, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm more of thumbs up on Blake Snell than I would be on Whit. And then uh, another uh, thing that uh, Adam adds here, you know it's always going to be a, a fun ride here when they begin with Hear Me Out. We trade Eloy and a couple prospects to the Brewers and get a true ace. The Brewers mm. are apparently shopping Josh Hader. Maybe they can give up Eloy and try to get either Freddie Peralta or Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns, thank you, Adam, uh, for checking in. So Eloy and prospects for Freddie Peralta or Corbin Burns. Who says no, Herb? 
sides. The White Sox. <laughs> yeah. You, you okay? All right. So you, you brought me back to last off season. Remember when the the made yeah. up Nick Madrigal rumors for Corbin Burns? I um, hit the. I <laughs> yes. smashed the button. So did I. And I said there was no way it was going to happen. So now Corbin Burns is a runner up for the Cy Young Award. He was an All Star this year. I, uh, I I don't think the White Sox make that trade. You know, I. Corbin Burns, I, I'm trying to remember his contract scenario and how, how many more years he has left. But again, you're talking about young, dominant, cost-controlled starting pitching. Mm-hmm. But above all, I don't see why the White Sox would – I don't see if they would. How could they want to part with Eloy? I know you have to trade something to acquire something. But again, I, I think Eloy is one of the – I don't want to say untouchables because no one is really, but I, I don't see Eloy – in a package it's really to anyone like that would be a a huge blockbuster Corbin Burns is locked up until uh through 2024 by the way yeah so you got three more entering his prime yeah he'll be 27 this next year so yeah yeah, that's to get Corbin Burns I mean I said the White Sox would hang up but also the Milwaukee Brewers would hang up if you ask for Corbin Burns immediately like yeah we love Eloy but we have a should win the Cy Young Award winning pitcher coming into his prime and he's arb eligible still like what what could be better we're good guys thanks though what about for corbin burns jared kelly nope (laughs) (laughs) for for, if you're rick on you got rick on's pants on or milwaukee brewers uh pants on right now if i have milwaukee brewers and so i'm giving you a package all right, so you're calling hey, me. Uh, I'm I'm Corbin Burns. I'm the Brewers. I'm Anastasio, whatever his name is, or David Stearns, whatever the guy is who makes the trades. Hey, this is uh, th- this is Rakan from the White Sox. Um, I you know I, I got a I, I ID. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> I, I hope I hope you're sitting down, a uh, guy who I don't know your name. Um, <laughs> I have a an offer that's going to make you shit the bed, Jared Kelly. Huh? Uh, We're already intrigued. Let's go. Okay. High school arm, 100 plus. Let's go. Yeah. Jared Kelly, Yoekli Cespedes. <laughs> Some reports lately have come out. No. Oh, not what's, too good what, in the Arizona Fall League, but oh, go ahead. No. And uh, Danny Mendick. <laughs> Oof, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we have tons of baseballs for you okay uh, and what if i th- what if i throw in vaughn so you're going vaughn kelly okay. vaughn kelly mendrick M- mendick and uh and and no uh, and cespedes for corbin burns is that is that the package that we're talking about here milwaukee brewers gm who i don't know your name <laughs> is <laughs> oh hell oh i think we have a deal jerry jerry we have a deal here you, you have another cost controlled starting pitcher i know the congratulations jerry uh, we have another young arm that you don't have to pay all right yeah so i, I don't think that's going to happen that that's how that conversation would go and i think i was being extremely generous if i'm if i'm rick Hahn there it in terms of what you're going to offer up for corbin burns so that's why it's tough to make a deal like this happen man especially with two teams that are contenders you know this this is not not a deal that's like a chris sale trade you know when in terms of what you're going to get back you know i think burns maybe even had more 
cost controlled years than Sale did at the time of that trade. So mm-hmm. I just I don't see that being a thing. But we thank you, Adam, uh, for making your voice heard on the show. That's all we have time for on today's episode of Locked On White Sox. Remember, folks, we are still five shows a week all the way through December. So check back in with us every day for all the latest White Sox news, rumors, transactions. We've got it all right here for you. And as always, the mailbag. Once again, get in contact with the show, LockedOnSox at gmail.com. That's LockedOnSox at gmail.com. And that voicemail is 312-566-8727. That's 312-566-8727. Coming up on tomorrow's show, more of your emails and phone calls. We've got some off-season plans, some crackpot plans hatched by you guys that are just crazy enough to work. That's all on tomorrow's show. For my partner, Herb Lawrence, I'm Chris Tannehill. Thank you for tuning in to Locked on Socks.